0: Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. Most of them naturally surround last night's win at Brighton that moved the newly crowned champions on to 92 points. But we do have one or two other stories that aren't to do with Liverpool's 30th victory of this incredible Premier League season. And to go through the headlines in more detail, I'm pleased to say I'm joined on the line by Matt Addison. Good morning, Matt. Morning, mate. It
1: was a really good game last night, wasn't it? It's uh, one of those that... I suppose it was in stark contrast to, to, to the weekend game. It was exciting and, and both teams having a bit of a go, so it was uh, yeah, a nice one to, to sort of dip into this morning, I think.
0: It really was. It was a, certainly a much-improved performance by Liverpool after the, the win over Villa and the defeat to, to Manchester City. But sadly, one of probably the big talking points from the match was the injuries sustained by the captain, Jordan Henderson. Hopefully, we'll hear more from the club today. But what was you, Jurgen Klopp saying about it last night, Matt?
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound too good at all, does it, that uh, knee injury? I think it was the, the clash with Yves Bissuma halfway through the, the second half, and obviously he came off. Um, but yeah, Jürgen Klopp basically said it, it doesn't look too good. It's, it's not one of those that, you know, in his words, it, it's not nothing, I think was, was the phrase that he used. And I suppose we, we don't know for sure yet. You've got to wait and, and see what the scan says. Um, there was some talk that the scan would take place last night. I think it, it's more likely to be today. I think that is the case, um, just because that's the way these things were. I mean, I'm no medical expert, but I think you, you sort of have to wait and, and maybe let the, the swelling go down or, or whatever before you do those sorts of things. So I think, yes, yeah, certainly today or, or tomorrow you'd expect Liverpool to, to release a bit more information about Jordan Henderson's injury, but yeah, you've, you've just got to hope really that it's not too bad. It's not a twist. It's more of a, an impact injury. But yeah, until we get that scan back, there's there's no real way of knowing. To be honest, it's it's one of those where as soon as it happened, he was he was taken off the pitch. No risks were taken. But yeah, it would be massive shame. I think for, for Jordan Henderson, who's played such a big part in in this season, to miss the last few matches, to miss uh, the games, in, well, in particular the, the Chelsea game where he'll lift. The Premier League trophy—it was, you know, a big shame for, for him to miss out. But yeah, we we wait and, and we can only hope that it's not too bad. But that scan comes back and, and the results are released—you know, we, we just don't know at this stage
0: completely echo those thoughts fingers crossed for jordan henderson and you can watch what jürgen klopp had to say about him full on the blood red youtube channel his uh, post-match press conference is there for you to to see but it was in another interview matt i think it might be with sky this one uh, when he was asked about nico williams who obviously was making his first premier league start for for the club but it was a start that lasted just 45 minutes and he's, he's explained why
1: yeah, it was uh, purely the, the yellow card, Jürgen Klopp said. That was the only reason that, that Nico Williams came off at half-time. I thought he did pretty well um, across that 45 minutes, particularly the first sort of half of that, the first 20 minutes or so. I thought he was, was really, really good and, and looked confident and you know, was, was spraying balls about and, and doing everything, really, that you would want him to do, I suppose. Over the period, his, his confidence grew, but then... You know, he, made a couple of errors which I think is is understandable I mean I've seen him play plenty of times as he's come through the system at Liverpool but I don't think I've ever seen him play at left back so it was you know it was a challenge and I think Jurgen Klopp said that in his post match comments you know they asked a hell of a lot from Nico Williams on his first Premier League start to be playing on the wrong side to be playing without a, a great deal of protection I think you know he he did you know pretty well um for the most part but yeah on a yellow card it was always difficult and the last thing you want is for a player on his debut to to be sent off so i think it was a sensible decision it was a good decision as well in that Andy robertson came on and, and looked much better than what he's been of late so that was promising too so yeah i think look for, for Nico williams the fact that Jegen Klopp asked him to do that on his first Premier League start you know to, to play on the wrong side just shows really how highly rated he is and i think you know from next season Liverpool are, gonna see a lot lot more of him. I think he is essentially Liverpool's transfer solution. I'd be surprised if you know that wasn't the plan all along to be honest, for him to, to play left back and right back next season. I think he's perfectly capable of doing that. I think obviously Liverpool have, have got other left back options coming through the system. You think of Gasolucci, Adam Lewis. I don't think either of those are, are quite ready at, at this stage for, you know, regular Premier League football. Whereas Nico Williams very much is. And I think it was in his pre-match press conference going into last night's match, Jurgen Klopp said, you know, Nico Williams is is almost fortunate in a way that, uh, you know, he plays in a position being, you know, uh, at at fullback where Liverpool have a sort of slot available and maybe someone like Curtis Jones or or Harvey Elliott where there's, you know, better depth in the the Liverpool team in in those forward areas and, and in midfield. And maybe he's been slightly fortunate in that you know he plays in a position that, that Liverpool do need filling, but of course, alongside that you have to, to be in not just in the position to take advantage but then to actually come into the team and, and perform as Nico Williams has is, is not easy. Uh, but I thought yeah, I thought generally he did quite well last night and I think that means he needs one more appearance to, to, to guarantee himself a Premier League winner's medal. so yeah I'm sure. Hundred percent that he will get that appearance between now and the end of the season, and i looking ahead to next season. I think yeah, you could quite easily see him playing a part in ten or fifteen league games, maybe, which you know sounds like a, a decent amount for for a teenager to play. And you know, I'm sure he'd be be very happy with that. But that is very much realistic, I think.
0: Another story that was picked up from TV, which you can now read on the Liverpool Echoes website, concerns Mohamed Salah. Salah, of course, scored two goals in the win last night, and it's really boosted his chances of winning the Golden Boot for the third season running. But one Liverpool legend, Matt, wasn't particularly happy with the striker.
1: No, uh, interesting comments actually from Graeme Souness, and I can kind of see where he's coming from. He says Mohamed Salah, you know, quite often is is selfish, but this was another level of selfishness in terms of you know, at the end of that match, he he just didn't want to, to pass at all. He was shooting at every opportunity, and I suppose, you know, with him being on a hat trick, with the the Golden Boot Race being the way that he is, I think he's three goals now behind Jamie Vardy. It's one of those things where I don't personally have a a big problem with it, but I can understand why, you know, somebody else might. Um, I think, you know, Graham Souness was was very critical of him. For me, it's not that bad. Liverpool have already won the league, they've already pretty much won that game at, at the time. When Salah was shooting at every opportunity, I think, you know, if it had been one all or, or something like that, maybe he would have behaved slightly differently. You know, he, he, it all comes back to the fact that he is a top player. He wants to to sort of have uh, the the individual accolades to go along with um, the Premier League title. Obviously, the, the, the Premier League title and the group things come first. But then, you know, for for players like Salah, you've got to have more than just those individual awards you've got to have the uh, more than just the collective awards sorry you've got to have those individual things to go alongside it so look I think Salah as good as this season has been you know he'll be slightly disappointed if he he doesn't end the season with a third consecutive golden boot for me you know I can understand why some people might take that as a negative thing but for me it just shows how good he is and, and how determined he is to get better and I don't think we should lose sight of the fact that he's got an incredible goal-scoring record for a reason. And that is because he does tend to shoot whenever he gets the opportunity. So, yeah, slightly critical from Graham Souness, but I think you've got to put that into the context of the, the season and, and the context of the game as well. The game was done and Salah, I think, quite understandably for me, was just desperate to, to add more goals.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Now to another former Liverpool player not quite as decorated certainly not as uh, Graeme Souness but he's been having his say on those reports linking Thiago Alcantara with a move to Liverpool uh, Christian Zeiger it is uh, he played for Liverpool for a single season at the turn of the century after starting his career at Bayern Munich where of course Tiago is currently playing his football and Matt what's uh, Ziga been saying I think I called him Zeiger then it's definitely Ziga what's he been saying? <laughs> yeah it's
1: uh, had a say on, on a few different transfers the Thiago won being one he says essentially that Thiago wouldn't be suited to the Premier League so again it's not comments that I personally agree with and um, you can sort of see where he's coming from in terms of he's not the most robust midfielder he's not maybe got the best injury record and sort of Ziga says that it's not necessarily a signing that would make huge sense in Liverpool you know we, we do have to reiterate at this point I think that Liverpool are highly unlikely to sign Thiago this summer. It's not one that we understand is, is likely to take place. But for me, you know, Thiago is, is one of the best midfielders in the world. And, and even if you think he's not quite perfectly suited to Liverpool, you know, he's still a brilliant, brilliant player. And he's and somebody who would improve any team in the world, really. And you've got to include Liverpool in that. But yeah, um, Ziga says it, it's not one that should take place. I'm not sure too many Liverpool fans will agree to be honest but he also said that he was surprised that that Liverpool didn't push harder for Timo Werner and he says that that Kai Havertz should stay at Bayern Leverkusen for one more season so yeah I I suppose there's not too many sort of shocks in there Uh, the the Werner stuff I think Liverpool fans will pretty much agree with the fact that you know he quite clearly would have uh, liked a move to Liverpool the fact that he have got the and various backup players for Liverpool haven't quite been doing it of late. Uh, I think Liverpool fans will agree there. Kai Havertz, it seems that the Liverpool links have, have died down a little bit. It looks like he may well end up at Chelsea. Yeah, Thiago, I think, is the, the, the one really that, of those three comments that, that Ziga has made, I think Liverpool fans would be incredibly... Desperate to, to see Tiago in a Liverpool shirt this summer, and I think, despite what Ziga says, that is understandable.
0: I'm with you, he's an absolutely fabulous footballer, uh, Thiago, and I, I do think he would be an asset for Liverpool if the, the club's chance uh, stance was to change. But if you say we're all speculation here, because as you say, the the, our belief and our understanding is that it's not going to be happening at the moment. But even if he was to join Liverpool, surely his progress would be slightly blocked by uh, Naby Keita if he can continue playing the way he is. He's been really impressive since the restart, and, and Jurgen Klopp was certainly pleased with him when he was asked about the midfielder in his uh, press conference last night, Matt.
1: Yeah, Klopp says quite rightly that Cater is getting better game by game and, and when he's fit, everything is good and, and he plays exactly how Liverpool play. And I thought... We saw that last night. I think he, you know, he he essentially created um, both of, of the first two goals by winning the ball back in in high areas, and that's exactly what we've seen him do for for Leipzig in the past. It's that sort of all action, brilliant on the ball, but brilliant off the ball, and really intelligent and tactically intelligent as well, which I think is is hugely important for a Liverpool team. I think Jurgen Klopp was was really happy with the way that he pressed and. Liverpool don't really play with a playmaker, but they're, they're pressing and, and that high-intensity game which Cater has, has got pretty much last night down to a tee, is, is their playmaker. If you can win the ball back within the opponents, um, you know, last third before they goal, that, that obviously increases the chances of, of you scoring, and that's what we saw last night. Obviously, Salah and, and Henderson were two brilliant finishes, but they don't come about unless. Navi is on the pitch, so. But my personal thoughts on on Keita pretty much echo Jurgen Klopp's, and it's quite simple for me. I think you know you you take Fabinho out because he's the number six, but you look at the the rest of Liverpool's midfielders, and Navi for me is is the most talented and most gifted of those players. And you know when he's fit and when he's confident, he's in Liverpool's best eleven. Obviously, it goes without saying that we haven't seen. Enough of that because of injuries and and lack of form and lack of confidence over the last two seasons. But I think this is a a vital, vital period. And I understand that we've said this plenty of times over the last couple of seasons that he's been at Anfield. But if Navicator can put together a run of form and expect him to start again against Burnley at the weekend, if if he can stay fit now and, and play his part in each of the last few games of this season, that sets him up, I think, perfectly for next season. A huge, huge player for, for Liverpool going forward. Yeah, let's let's see what happens. You don't want to put too much pressure on him and, and over-analyse it. But yeah, the, the bottom line is, he's a brilliant player, and for me, if he's fit, he should play every every single week for
0: Liverpool. Just to our final story, and it's uh, about a player who will be uh, looking to Im- make an impression next season at Liverpool. Ryan Brewster, and he, he's had some good news this morning, Matt.
1: Yeah, Championship uh, Player of the Month nominations are out, and Rian Brewster is among them. Two goals in three games, and I think uh, the free kick that that he thought he'd scored um, went down as an own goal in the end, so it it could quite easily have been three and three for him. Uh, The winner will be announced at 10am tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll keep an eye across that and and keep people updated on that. Um, But yeah, it's just the, the next step forward, really, for Rian Brewster. He's got another one you know we keep saying about young players and about Cater and various others but he's another one who's got a huge future ahead of him really I think he's a big big talent we've seen that coming through the the system Uh, we've seen it for for England youth teams he's played at uh, you know youth World Cups and and European Championships and has always been one of if not the best player for his country coming through so yeah he's he's obviously a huge talent and it's sort of you know, it, it's nice to get sort of nominated for these awards, whether he win it, wins it or not. It, it just sort of goes to show really how impressive he's been of late. He's come back from from the break absolutely flying, and you know, I think what is it eight in sixteen now for Swansea this season? That's a, a really really good return to him. And I suppose it, it begs the question: what next? For me, a Premier League loan makes sense for him to to go next season and, and maybe go to a team which. Maybe even someone like Brighton, who, who play football almost in a, a similar way to Liverpool. Okay, they don't have the same quality of player, but they they try and, and play out from the back. They try and press high. Maybe someone like that is is the ideal destination really for, for Bruce to, to to go and take the next step. Maybe somewhere like Leeds as well, if if they can get promoted and can get the right signings. I think they would you know, potentially play in a similar way. So. For me, that would make sense for him to go out on loan next season. and yeah, I suppose there'll be a lot of people who, who are looking at it and thinking he's got a really good goal record, he's in good form, he's fit, he's firing, maybe keep him at Liverpool because someone like Divock Origi isn't playing particularly well at, at this moment in time. I understand that, but I think for, for me, you know, Rian Brewster isn't someone who's going to want to sit still and, and stay as he is. I think he's going to want to continue to, to play football regularly and I suppose when you've got Roberto Firmino, you've got Takumi Minamino, who I think is, is going to get better and better for Liverpool, too. For me, at this moment in time, he, he's still only 20. It makes sense for me now to you know, following up from a, a championship loan to then have a Premier League loan and then maybe you know next summer to then have that conversation about where he fits into to, to the Liverpool team. But, uh, yeah, certainly it's promising. Um, fingers crossed he can, can win that award and I'm sure that will boost his confidence even more. But given his his scoring record, I'm sure that doesn't need to to be improved anymore. Fingers crossed he can can stay fit and can score a few more between now and, and the end of the season
0: most definitely thanks Matt as always mate and thanks as always for listening that's all your headlines for the latest edition of the Morning Bulletin podcast have a great day and we'll be back later on with the Liverpool.com podcast and also just to make you aware from 12pm UK time today please do check out the first part of our exclusive interview with Liverpool legend Jamie Carragher on the Blood Red YouTube channel but until then bye for now